Welcome to What They Never Told Us, the podcast where we explore our own personal journeys in the hopes to give you some insight into your own narrative. I'm your host, Sasha, licensed mental health counselor. And I'm your host, Crystal, licensed social worker. Yes, we are mental health professionals. However, we are not experts on anyone else but ourselves. You are the only expert on you. The information shared or discussed on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about spirituality and faith. Uh, So yes, we're going to be talking about religion, but we're also going to be talking about the fun things like astrology and crystals and past lives. I feel like we need to enter like wind chime music or like (laughs) crystal, like a sound like in this intro to like really bring the vibe of today's conversation. Um, But you know how we do before we even get into it. uh, We're going to do our check in. So Sasha, let the people know how you doing. I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, I'm not... I'm lying through my fucking teeth right now. All right. I'm good, you know? (laughs) I'm good. I'm just stressed. I'm I have a lot on my plate. And I'm trying to you know, did you do you ever look back at something that you did in your life and you're like, yo, how the fuck did I get through that? Never doing that again. Right? Like, and you're like, I would never put myself in that position. So lately I kind of feel like I'm back in a place where I used to be so when I was in grad school I was constantly working I was working literally six days a week and then on the seventh day there was no fucking rest for me I had to do assignments and it was like that for a whole year and now because in my job and things are picking up and it's getting extra busy and the podcast and everything that's exactly how I feel so there's a logical part of me that feels like yeah you got this because you've done it before and maybe if you don't stress about it and you relax you'll get it done but then there's another part of me that's angry. And I'm like, no, I, I told myself I was never going to do this again. And here I am. Like, I literally feel like, all right, get your shit done. One, two, three, next task. Okay, on to the next. Okay, let's do that. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of not okay with that right now. Like, I, I'm a little resentful that this is where I'm at. But I'm resentful to myself, by the way, because I'm the one who put myself in this position. <laughs> so it's, uh, I'm stressed. How about you? I was feeling something similar to the point where I think I emotionally shut down. So I guess this past week, week and a half, I haven't really been too proud of myself in the ways that I've shown up because I feel like, you know, some like when you know better, you should do better, but you don't always do better. So I feel like that's kind of been where I'm at, where it's like, girl, you knew better. Like you should have caught this before, but it kind of snuck up on me. And I had a talk with someone who's not really like even a friend or someone I've known for very long. I've literally had two discussions with this woman, the second discussion being on Friday. But I remember I met her because she was trying to, you know, see if um, my job wanted to hire her as a consultant. And we didn't end up hiring her as a consultant. But like in that initial discussion where she was trying to like, sell herself as as a service and provide her services excuse me we like connected and she was like if you ever need like 15 minutes 
like just a mental health check-in and I ended up calling her which is so funny because it's like literally this woman's a stranger um but it was so helpful so sometimes you know you just need someone else to help you put things in perspective so I think that having that discussion with her like really helped me put together all of the messages because my therapist had kind of told me about it my body was telling me like I was getting messages in different ways I just hadn't connected the pieces and um, I think that she just helped put it into perspective so um, definitely feeling very similar I think I just kind of got over the hump and I'm on the other side trying to figure out well what's my balance yeah that's awesome can you like turn around and and then like you'll see me like begging for help like as if I'm drowning (laughs) save me (laughs) that's how I feel right now yes no I I know we'll we'll talk offline you know (laughs) (laughs) so as Crystal stated, today we are going to get into, yeah, I think just like belief systems. You know, there's like this whole spirituality, religion, how do you practice faith? But I think it has a lot to do with belief systems and kind of what is it that gives you a sense of uh, external purpose? And maybe I'm like projecting here, but like to me, that's how I see these things. But I think it's important to think about it because there's a lot of psychology behind it, right? Like, why is it that we practice these rituals and these, and we choose to believe these things? Um, But overall, I think religion, whatever it is you call it, faith, belief systems, it helps people make meaning of their lives. It provides social control, right? Like, if you think about it, if we didn't have it, we'd be living in in an anarchist society, it's a way to actually be social, right? Like when you gather, when you talk about your faith, when you connect with people and you're you're fulfilling that need to to be social. So it kind of feeds like this, in my opinion, a biological need as well. You know, it's interesting to me. Uh, it also keeps us in check with others and ourselves when no one's looking. It reminds me of this song from one of my favorite artists, uh, Jesse Reyes. It's called When No One's in the Room. And she's literally just asking like, who are you when no one's watching you? What are you capable of doing when you know that there's no rules or regulations that have consequences if nobody finds out? So I also think that religion holds us accountable to each other and ourselves. And that that, that fits in with our need for structure. I love how you summarized the purpose of religion. Um, I do kind of want to get into the differences between religion, spirituality, and what may be considered like alternative belief systems. Um, and I want to just give a disclaimer that we're calling these alternative belief systems because it's not considered a religion, but not because it has any less legitimacy as a belief system overall. So it's not a judgment. Uh, we highly respect and believe some of these things that we're going to be talking about under the alternative belief system piece. So being very mindful that it's not a judgment on our on our part. Yes. And uh, lastly, to those who are religious, just FYI, you may get angry when I speak. I'm not saying I know it all. I'm just speaking from my experience. So religion is an organized community-based system of beliefs, which is kind of pretty much what Sasha summarized earlier. Um, While spirituality really resides within the individual and what they personally believe, and it's more self-directed, right? Because religion has a text, it has certain commandments or rules or tenets that you have to follow, where spirituality doesn't have that. So people who are spiritual may believe in like their ancestors and spirits or just believe in like the universe as um, like an energy or source that gives to people. So then uh, when we say alternative belief systems, 
we're talking about astrology, psychics, palm readers, tarot readers, people do energy work, which can kind of be considered spiritual also. And then witchcraft and brujeria, which can technically be a religion depending on how you practice. But I don't know that too many people who do practice consider it religion. It might be more of their spiritual belief. And alternative belief systems feel like a combination of both things, um, of both religion and spirituality, because there are some rituals and basic knowledge or rules or things that are done, but it really isn't as rigid, right? Like there isn't like, okay, like you have to do this or you have to do that. Or if you don't believe in this or you don't ascribe to this, you're not a good Christian or, or something like that, right? So I just wanted to kind of explain that a little bit further so that we can kind of ground that conversation. Thank you for that. I think it's important too, because when I hear the difference between religion and spirituality, I think of, you know, self-control versus what I said earlier, like, oh, what am I allowed to do within the realms of my external world? What can I get away with and what can I not? And I think a lot of people, maybe I'm a pessimist. I don't think a lot of people know how to manage their own sense of self. Like I I really do think if nobody was looking, yo, mad people would be out here doing the most. And the most, and what I mean by the most is like things that they say they would never do. But what would, you know, like if you really think about it, like I, what would you do if you could get away with it? And for me to be spiritual is to actually like own the values, own those morals, own that belief system, have faith in that and and that will propel you on your own and it moves you forward like in this life. But a religion kind of keeps you confined within that structure and someone is constantly keeping you on check in check, whether that's your 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 pastor at church or whether that's, you know, in your mind, God, someone you've externalized as someone who's looking down at you and like, hmm he's watching you know like santa claus like little kids right like santa (laughs) claus is watching i gotta be good and i think that this is and i hate saying this i'm not trying to undermine religion because i think it's it's necessary like it creates structure for us i you know just the same way governmental rules do right which is why government and church claim to be separated but they're not uh just fyi take a look at your money and god we trust just putting that out there like it creates structure and i do think that human beings need it so there's a lot of value in it, but I also think that uh, some of that structure sometimes could be too rigid. Personally speaking to my experience with religion, I mean, I I like rules. I will say I'm very much a rule follower, but I think that sometimes the rigidity of religion in terms of some of the rules like being pure until you get married like some of some of those things are a little too rigid for me yeah because i'm going to hell if that's the case yeah unless you pray (laughs) Um, (laughs) or or for repent for your sins but yeah so i grew up catholic like a lot of other latinx folks but i will say like from the very 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 beginning i never felt a sense of connection to religion like it was just something that never clicked for me Uh, I don't think my mom was super religious, but I think she felt a lot of pressure to follow along with the beliefs because my grandmother is super religious um, and she follows Catholicism almost to the T. Once my mom gained her independence and no longer lived with my grandmother, like church wasn't really a thing. So it was kind of like when we lived with my grandmother, we had to go every Sunday. And then like once my mom moved out, moved us out, 
we were still going and then it slowly like went to us only going on holidays and then us not going at all (laughs) so Mm. so I mean my mom still prays every day so it's it's not that she doesn't believe um I think she just wasn't into feeling pressured to going to church every Sunday I will say I was forced to do my communion and my confirmation along with my middle sister which I guess is fine um but I I, unless I want to get married in a church which I highly doubt would ever happen Uh, I guess if I ever do want to get married in the church I'm good but my youngest sister she wasn't forced to do those things I'm kind of happy that she wasn't because I don't think that she connected with religion either so I'm glad it wasn't something that was forced upon her but I remember I just really hated going to church when I was a kid like I'm talking about like elementary school age I thought it was boring (laughs) I also like I also really felt like I didn't belong there like, I didn't fit in with these people. Like, I, I think, like, from a very young age, I had a sense that these weren't my people. And it just never sat right with me. I do remember as I got older, I went to a retreat in college because I went to a Catholic school, but it was non denominational So, like, none of the religion piece of it was enforced. Like, there were masses and things like that. And our president she was a nun but like you know like that wasn't anything that uh was imposed on us in any way shape or form but I remember like in college like just feeling very depressed and feeling very lost and I tried to reconnect with my religion in the hopes it would give me some sort of direction it would help me feel grounded I went and I still felt the same way I did as a child I was like, these are not my people. Like, I'm so happy everyone feels connected, but I literally feel like I'm an alien that just Mm -hmm. landed on Earth. Like, who are you people? Like, what is happening here? So then I think, like, I've kind of been free-flowing ever since. I will say I don't know exactly what spirituality means for me, but I do consider myself spiritual. I think I'm still on my journey to figuring out what that means. And I will say I feel like I've been on this, what is spirituality for me journey for a while? But I think it's because I haven't really dedicated the time that I need to focus on that for myself. What I do now in terms of going to therapy and doing the work, that's also like a journey. The reason why I haven't given spirituality, I guess, the time that I need to is because I feel like I'm on another journey of like doing the work and self-discovery. So I think I haven't given that spirituality piece the time that it needs because of that. But I, but yeah, if people ask me, I definitely don't say I'm religious. I'll say I'm spiritual. I have the the same experience as you. Like I, I personally don't subscribe to like this institutional idea of, and I say institutional because I think the church is institutional. Uh, Christianity is the most practiced religion in this world and it's directly connected to power and who has it and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's very Eurocentric, right? So like I, I, I don't necessarily like it, even though I grew up going to church. Like my grandfather, he he made us go to this Catholic church and it was only an hour, but it felt like five hours. I remember that. And like, <laughs> yo, like my brother and I would pretend to be sleeping when he would come in to be like, levantense. And we'd be like, no, we're so tired. <laughs> and uh, well, levantense means get up. And we would just hope and pray that he pray. Isn't that funny? We would like hope, sit there, like pretending to be sleeping and like, okay, I hope he doesn't wake us up. I hope he doesn't come. Sometimes he would, sometimes he wouldn't. He wouldn't. And I got away with that for a while. Then out of nowhere, like I remember I must have been like eight or nine. My mom was like, we're going to go to church. She decided to get into Christianity. 
And apparently she grew up that way, but she decided to go back. Yo, one hour was a shit. When I tell you that this church made us stay there for like four or five hours, I'm not exaggerating. Like they would bring the kids downstairs. We would color. We... It was it was it was torture for me. Like I remember just being like, "Oh my god, I need to leave." And she was really into it until she met my my stepfather. And one of the pastors at the church told her that they believed that my stepfather was the devil in disguise. So <laughs> what? Yeah, to her face. To her face. Like, you know, when they do, like, the, they call it la profecia, right? Like, when they come and, they, and they, they tell you about your life, they literally told her, like, you should leave this man. He's the devil in disguise. And, I mean, this is over, yo, this is, like, almost 25 years ago. And so far, I haven't wow. seen no devil. Uh, <laughs> he's actually a really nice guy. <laughs> you know, and then it's interesting, too, because on the flip side with my dad, yo, my dad was a full-blown atheist. So I'm having all these religious experiences with and in the way other people practice their their faith, well quote unquote faith. And then my father is like, doesn't exist. I believe in science. And I was like, okay. So I think because I've always had different messages coming at me, you know, I've always been a deep thinker. At 13, I remember like having this like really deep conversation with my dad. Just thinking, like, what's the point of the world? What's the point of the universe? I'm so minuscule compared to, like, the whole universe. I've always been into science, so I'd watch those PBS shows or documentaries on, like, the universe. And, like, I remember once it actually clicked in my mind, like, wow, we don't even know how big the universe is. I was like, I, I ain't shit. I mean nothing in this world. Like, please don't, don't come to me with a story that God has a plan for me. So when I was 13, 14, I decided to just stop believing in anything because up until that point I would pray I would do these like little ritualistic behaviors because it is like it was actually my anxiety I would always pray like please take care of this person please take care of that person because I always have this I have this fear of losing them and that that fear is still there and I remember just kind of not doing anything and people would be like do you believe in God and I would tell them no like because I just I couldn't but in high school, it's interesting. So shout out to, this is this is a rarity, by the way. Shout out to the New York City public school system. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> curriculum <laughs> for the first two years in high school is, it's global, right? You're taking global one and global two. And you learn about the different religions in that period. And you learn about like Taoism, Buddhism. Uh, you learn about Christianity and how it formed to be. And me as a student, I started noticing the patterns and I said, okay, one, maybe human beings as a, as like people who function just need to believe in a higher power, right? Because we all have these like similar things in common with religion. And that need is to make sense of our life because we have loss, we have pain. We, you know, I experience anyone who experiences pain knows that, yo, you're, you're reaching out to latch onto something that holds, that grounds you, right? Because you can lose it real fast. So I think that religion does bring a purpose or maybe there is something you know that we are interpreting in different kinds of ways like a higher power a higher sense uh, an actual purpose that which is why we're always having similar experiences and it is out there and we're just interpreting it through you know our flawed senses right like because we're humans and we're flawed so after I did a lot of thinking I think I was 17 
I finally decided to become an agnostic, right? So an agnostic is someone who believes in the possibility of things. They're not going to shut it down the way atheists do. But uh, ever since then, similarly to you, my journey took a different turn. But I can tell you that I am spiritual. Like, I'm a little more focused on it. Like, I know where it comes from. I believe that there's a method to this madness, and it, it does ground me. I can't tell you what that is, but um, it's definitely not structured. So, yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's like just kind of like hearing us like what both of us have to say about it. I think that there's a part of us that like, we do still believe in something higher or bigger than us. Right. So like, I, I love the idea of God. I think Mm. that it's the most beautiful, when I tell you the most beautiful thing, like that there's this being who loves you unconditionally, who has your back, who supports you, who forgives you. Like, I'm like, this is, beautiful like as a concept I'm forever gonna be unconditionally loved by this like higher being so I think there is something to be said about and even like for me like I say like I'll pray to the universe or like the universe you know like universe have my back right it's not necessarily me believing in like okay there's this god per se but I think it's just putting this I don't know kind of like faith or hope in something Mm -hmm. bigger than me that's going to have my back because I just feel like there there has to be something more than just me and my little life in New York. It's, there has to be something bigger. Um, and I think that, I guess that was kind of like what I was gathering from both of our experiences. That's a really good assessment of what we both said. It makes me think of the difference between like belief and faith because I think people interchange these two. So for me, a belief is like this intellectual acceptance of facts, right? Like a lot of people who practice religion or say they believe in a higher power, they it, it, for me, it kind of feels like they're, they're going through more of a logical process with it. Like, okay, this makes sense, so I'm going to practice. It's kind of like going about your daily life without really, really thinking about it or questioning it. But faith, right, it has to do with trust. Trust in this system that you put your belief in trust in the fact that yo the universe got your back right like if you're asking the universe to get your back you can't just be I mean you could because I do that all the time I'm like universe are you really there because I I don't have faith (laughs) in you yet can you get me there (laughs) but it's more like okay you know I know and I trust that these things will work out and I admire people who have faith but I also think it's tricky once you get into this like blind faith where you just put all your energy into something. Because in my opinion, when you blindly put your faith into things, that's almost mm-hmm. how ignorance gets birthed. I, th- I really do believe we should be willing to explore the possibility of being wrong, which is, it, it's counterintuitive, right? Like, so how do you have faith if you're exploring the, the, the possibility of being wrong? But I think that that's how you, you kind of hone in on it just a little more. It's kind of like trial and error, right? Like, I think that sometimes we blindly put our faith in things and aren't willing to go through that trial and error process because we like have this need for control and to make sense of our world. And, and I also think that that's why a lot of us practice this religion and we say we have faith in certain things, but I don't know. It's hard for me and I'm really hard. I'm trying hard not to offend anybody, but it's hard for me to understand someone who just puts their, their whole heart into something without even like blinking Right. Like it, it's 
that can get real that that can be real dangerous i mean i i agree i think there can be a fine line and i'm thinking about blind faith that's how cults and things like that are formed right like you're kind of just putting all of your faith and your belief into one person um whether it's like the leader or just like one belief system without you know i guess taking into consideration the complexity of like the world of life and then the fact that like people have different forms of faiths and beliefs and when you do have blind faith i think it does get a little a little tricky when you don't take the time to step back and observe what other things are going on around you that could potentially be in conflict with your belief uh, system. So I, I think that it, it can be a very tricky place. I guess for me, uh, when I started my spirituality journey, one thing that I will say is I was afraid. When I tell you like afraid, like terrified of like Santeria and Botanicas, you know, like I think it's it's posed to to people as almost like this black magic type of thing. Yeah, and it, it it's kind of made out to be witchcraft. Um, and I didn't learn much till like way later in life that Santeria, which is translates its Spanish for the way of the saints, is a religious tradition of African origin that was developed in Cuba and then spread through Latin America and the U.S. And maybe this is my very personal opinion, but I feel like I'm onto something here. I think like whenever there's, because Santeria is is um, rooted in African origin, I think like when it comes to to things like that, like we have a negative connotation. But it's like mm. it's like just because it comes from Africa doesn't mean that it's bad. And I think that that's kind of percent. Yeah, I feel like I'm like y'all are just racist. Um, but that goes, it's yo no, but for real. But that goes back to what I said earlier that Christianity, the way the world usually practices religion, and we see God, um, it's a very it has a it's centered around Eurocent- Eurocentric ideas. Where if you remember that episode we did on racism, uh, hello, Eurocentric ideas mm-hmm. are are based within racism as well. So I think you, mm-hmm. girl, you're not just onto something. You're on the money, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I the, the only reason I said that I was like I haven't actually researched it but I'm like but the way that it, America and <laughs> colonialism works um, yeah. <laughs> I mean and I, I will say another thing that I was really afraid of is like ghosts and like because I will say my grandma's like I remember one time I was in my grandma's house and she was praying and she was like oh so and so someone who had passed is sitting on the couch with you and I was like <laughs> what like don't be fucking telling me that there's no ghost up in this bitch like i'm about to leave like like, uh uh-uh no thank you i mean if y'all want to hang out here fine but you just be quiet don't fucking tell me that they no ghost in here like y'all chill chill ghost sit in the corner and and leave me (laughs) alone because you know that there's a reason why i can't see you because the universe said i'm a punk and that's why I can't see you. And that's why I don't have a gift. Okay? You're so funny. But you know, I turned agnostic, right? And my journey began there to be, well, it continued because I think it began when I became an atheist and then I decided to believe in something. Um, so I started like reaching out to different sources and figuring out like, what's this? What's that? Right? So like, for example, I remember I tried going back to church. I didn't just like cancel it out. <clears throat> for those who practice cancel culture, <clears throat> keep an open mind. Uh, so when I was 19, uh, I decided to go back and with a co-worker, she was like really, really into it. 
And I remember they have, so I mentioned it earlier, in the Christian church, they have this thing called, and I went to a Spanish-speaking church, so they call it La Profecia, right? Like where people come and they tell you about your future and beautiful. Okay, I believe that. I genuinely am open and believe that people have this ability. So why can't it be practiced through other forms, right? Like Santeria or tarot readings or energy readings, right? And churches will tell you, no, you that's the devil's work if you look through, if you look to other people to do that. But then I'm like, so why why are you allowing it here what makes it okay here like that never Mm. I never understood that and that is a theme that kind of got brought up every time I would go to church because I remember the pastor too then and in my mind after hearing this I was like I don't know if I could keep coming back regularly uh the pastor was talking about how uh, he was kind of like not kind of he was criticizing other cultures and other religions and their form of getting closer to God and how Christianity was better all I kept thinking in my mind was well if that's what makes you think you have it right like if you are opening the door to criticize other people why can't the door be open for you to be criticized like I never understood that um so that's why I just I mean I after that like I would still go to church but I took it more along the lines of like a story a figurative lesson right like the bible you can't you can't practice the bible to the t because hello how long ago was the bible written we're in 2021 right now and culture looks completely different. Technology has completely shifted our world. Like the people who wrote the Bible were, were prophets to be prophets sent to this world to write the word of God. If we're going to get like technical. Uh, they, they didn't know we were going to have iPhones. So like shit, that's a game changer. You, I think we should have a prophet for every generation. <laughs> I'm not. Um. <laughs> so it's it's rough. It's it's. I hear what you're saying. There's too many... It's, it, it's, there's something fishy going on, in my opinion. <laughs> and I mean, I think that there's so many directions that you can go in, in terms of like, where do you center uh, your belief system? Another, another thing that I tried to get into for a while was crystals. <laughs> you know, crystal with the crystals. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> so I was into crystals when I say for a sh- short like little minute there um I started to collect them because I used to buy this uh soap uh from this uh small business called crystal bar soap and they would embed a crystal in each bar of soap so I think like around December of 2018 I brought a book on crystals like just to kind of like build my knowledge because I knew each like each crystal has its own meaning like some of them are related to your chakras um, and some are used to like bring abundance or protection. So like each crystal has its own like power um, that's attached to it. Um, and I remember I visited crystal shops and depending on where you go to buy crystal shops, it could be a really like magical experience to just see all of these like beautiful crystals and to touch them. And like you enter the space and you feel like a, a shift in the energy. But I think, like, after a while, I started to become very overwhelmed because there are a lot of crystals out there. When I tell you, like, hundreds of crystals out there, because each crystal is different. Like, some crystals are, you can, um, you have to cleanse your crystals, right? Like, because crystals give energy, but they also absorb energy, right? Which makes sense. Like, you give and you take. Um, So you have to, like, cleanse your crystals on a regular basis. Um, Some crystals you can 
cleanse with like a selenite wand and then some crystals you need to charge with the sunlight and some in the moonlight and then like there's rituals attached to it and then I just started getting overwhelmed so I kind of let that one go (laughs) (laughs) so um so you know first of all no surprise to me that you thought that the crystals were pretty and you were like I could get into this but then (laughs) but then I think that that's part of the I don't know. So I'm open to believing whatever. I'm not going to deny it. Right. Um, It's possible. If if you feel it, I'm going to believe I'm going to see it as a possibility. So when you feel good around certain things and things are aesthetically pleasing, that's bringing a positive energy to you. Right. And it reminds me of this idea of energy and transfer of energy and which is that which you did speak on. And I actually had this lady read my my energy like my aura one time and yes i'm open to these things because that's part of the process of being agnostic i'm like all right cool i'm 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 naturally very curious so it works with me so this lady gave me such an accurate reading like it gave me goosebumps you know i was and i did it because i was feeling really down in regards not not because of like me sasha like in what i was doing but i just felt so again like i got into this mood of like I feel so minuscule I feel so powerless like the work that I'm doing like really what is it what is it doing like and where what what am what's my purpose and I get very lost when I can't hone into my purpose and someone suggested that I do it so I did and it was actually a really revitalizing experience for me because she was so on point and it felt like she read my soul and I was like well if I have these things in my in my emotional bag right and I think about these things in my mind and I've always had these feelings and she just read that on me. I don't know, maybe there is a purpose, right? Like it kind of aligned me with something again within myself. But I do think that there's something to energy that that you can most definitely feel, kind of like how I knew what my purpose was, but I just kind of needed someone to like realign me again to it or like validate it because I felt really lonely and I felt like I was going crazy. Like, you know, you know when something feels right or when it doesn't. Uh, because like anything I, I I also again trial and error it takes practice I think for me I started like listening and observing energies around me as I got older I and I also think that's part of practice of being a human you start to feel people out intuitively like mm, good person mm, bad person I know those behaviors like I don't want to be around that like I I think that that's part of like the energy trans like that process of transferring energy to each other I can't tell you where this energy comes from i do believe in a higher energy um and i just keep throwing around the word energy like and it makes no sense but for me it does uh it, it's just i think it's um being spiritual and having faith it's another part of yourself that you can tap into to kind of figure that process out i don't i've never had my energy uh read but i have done uh palm readings and tarot card readings um so i feel like that was giving me similar vibes about seeing things in the future the the one time that i had a tarot card reading it didn't come true like what the the lady said so i i guess like for me like i i'm still not sold on the tarot cards cuz basically what she said she was like there was someone that i was really interested in and they would stop talking to me unexpectedly that actually did come true <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um she told me that i'll be single for a while and i was like you fucking bitch like fuck you i guess maybe some of these things did actually come true now that i'm saying it out loud oh my god um (laughs) 
the one thing I will say is I didn't like her energy from like the beginning. Like I went in there and I felt very uncomfortable. I had gone to connect with my grandfather, my father, um, and, and other people who had passed in my life to just kind of get a reading or see if she could connect me spiritually to them. And I thought, like, are tarot readings part of that process? Like, I've never done it before, so I didn't realize. And then I was like, is this, like, how this works? And she's like, why didn't you tell me that that's what you came here for? I'm like, lady, you just sat down and started flipping <laughs> cards. Like, what the hell like, do you mean? Um, so... Like, that was not an experience that I particularly enjoyed. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe she was right. Because I'm still single. That person did stop <laughs> talking to me. I'm sure my exes are still thinking about me. And I don't even mean that in a, like, cocky way. But I'm like, if everything else she said was true, that might be it. Um, And one of my exes did end up coming back around. So she wasn't, she wasn't all that wrong. I guess I just didn't like her energy. You know, it's funny, though, because I have, a like, a family friend. Like, I call her my aunt. She reads tarot cards. And she's also, she calls herself an angelist. She's really good, first of all. I remember one time I walked into her house and she looked at me and I was in college. She was like, you're not doing good in two classes. And she fucking, like, knew. And the two classes that I wasn't doing good in, like, I just wasn't paying mind to it. She was like, you had, like, there's a saying that we say, like, ponte las pilas in Mm -hmm. Spanish. Like, yo, like, you got to get on it. And she was like, you have to or else you're going to fail. And I was like why did you just come for me? Like, I, I just came to say hi. Like, thank you so much. Right. But um, but at the same time, kind of like similar to what you're saying, I do think that there are things that just don't come true. And I've been part of that experience. And I've also seen people who go to see her kind of like need her in this very desperate okay. way. And then they'll go to like a botanica and they'll get candles and then they'll do a cleanse. And, and it's like, for me, again, like the way my mind works is like, yo, like, you can't put your full faith in something and like trust this blindly and then trust and then depend on it because that it becomes toxic to you. Now you're not even thinking for yourself. And I've seen a lot of people get hung up on that. A friend of, well, an ex friend of mine, she was super hung up on it. And I really do believe in the power of like going back to energies, like shifting your own energy for your own self and like figuring out where you want your life to go and how, and that's why I'm so big on choice too, because I've been practicing this for a while how do you take control of the things that you can control? How do you shift that? How do you create a more positive space for yourself as opposed to just wishing for it or going somewhere to have it done for you? But all in all, I do think that card readings are are very effective if you go to see somebody good. And sometimes you could see somebody who's negative and that shit will kind of like, you'll feel it too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just be careful with that. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's something for me in the times in my life that I've been very mindful when I'm like, I just want to go get a reading, like someone tell me what's the future. And I think that those, um, I get it. I get why people go to someone when they feel lost is because they need direction. It's, it's the same as being religious and going to pray when you, when you mm-hmm. don't feel like you have direction. So I, I, I honestly, I do get it. I do think like with religion, with, spirituality with tarot cards and all you know these other things I think that there is a balance um because I think like what you said about putting in your blind faith but I think it's that balance of what you said of the choice because you can you do have autonomy and I think that there's a fine line between having that autonomy Mm -hmm. and also needing to feel like there's something bigger than you um to kind of like keep you going during the rough times Because I will say, like, for me, something 
that I kind of been connecting with a little bit lately is astrology. I guess I'm in my astrology phase. (laughs) (laughs) And I used to think maybe astrology was a hoax. I was like, because this this shit don't relate to me. Like, y'all are lying. Like, somebody's lying. Um, But I would still read it anyway in the hopes that it would say something positive. But I realize now that I've gotten more into it, it's because there's so many layers to astrology. Like, just reading your... Um, horoscope for your sun sign which is what you're like when people ask you like what's your zodiac sign like you're telling them that your sun sign <laughs> uh, which is basically I'm laughing because I always call it my moon sign you're like girl what's your moon sign <laughs> I always yes, butcher that process. Sasha cannot get her sun first of all Sasha does not know her sun her moon or her rising but she stays saying shit wrong I'm like girl that don't oh, make no damn sense what are you I talking say, about I say moon rising you're like bitch that shit doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> And I'm like, girl, you haven't even like pulled up your natal chart. <laughs> but yeah, so so with that with that said, so within astrology, I guess like the first like deeper layer when you get into things is that you do have a sun sign, a moon sign, and a rising sign, and they each have their own meanings. Each of your your sun, your moon, and your rising sign um can be in different signs um like meaning like you know like so my sun is in leo and then my moon and my rising uh depending on the tradition of astrology that you ascribe to mine are both in aries so i have a lot of aries energy and characteristics because my moon and my rising sign are in those there's other other pieces to it the planets in astrology are also really important because each planet in the universe is in a sign for example venus which is the goddess of love in astrology venus is ruled by libra and taurus so as a result venus represents two main areas of our life which is love and money um one thing that you can do to learn more about like where your what your sun, your moon, your rising, and where all of the planets land on your chart is to go and get your natal chart online. Don't trust all of them that you see. I personally use Cafe Astrology, or um, you can go to Chani Nicholas. Um, but if you get your your chart, then you'll know where each planet in your sign is. So for me. <sighs> This I have feelings about this. Uh, so for me, Venus is in Cancer. <laughs> Therefore, that Venus energy has a lot of Cancer-like characteristics. So I look for security in relationships. Whereas if my Venus was in like Aries, it would be more about the thrill of the conquest, right? So then it kind of channels your energy. Um, like where your where your um, Venus is in your chart will determine how you approach like love and money based on that sign but I will say that makes a lot of sense because the last person that I dated and then I talked to somebody else after that they were both Aries and they're fucking crazy because it is all about the conquest and I don't need that energy in my life but I get along (laughs) with cancers really really well so I see why this is connecting I can't tell you what's in me because I don't fucking know shit but I do know that I do see the patterns of who's in my life um and then there's the houses um the zodiac is divided into 12 houses 
But each one represents a different area of your life. So the first six houses are known as the personal houses, and then the last six are known as the interpersonal houses. So the houses just predict which parts of your life will come into focus. So to give an example, the second house represents money, possessions, values, and skills, right? That's just the house itself. So my Mars is in the second house, right? Um, And Mars is the planet of our desires, actions, energy, passion, war, aggression, sex, right? Mars has a lot of energy. Uh, So based on the fact that my Mars is in the second house, so I'll put all of that Mars energy, like that passion and that aggression towards the house of money, towards the second house, which is money and possessions, right? So like that's the the kind of energy when it comes to my money, when it comes to the things that I own, I'm going to have a very Mars-like energy as opposed to if... Um, I had my cancer in the second house, it would look really different, like how I approach money and possessions. Then there's degrees. Y'all, I'm not even like, I'm, when I tell you I'm touching the surface on this, I'm touching the surface. So the degrees are just where the planets are within your, within your chart. I will say degrees are the one thing in astrology that I've struggled with the most. So I'm not even going to bother trying to explain it because it'll probably be wrong. Um, And then there's aspects, which is the angle. So, you know, like when we're thinking about degrees and we're thinking about the planets in one big circle and where were they on the day that we were born, the planets will make uh, like a certain angle to each other. So that's where the aspects come in. And that's basically the angles the planets make to each other. So, and the last thing that I'll go over are retrogrades, which everybody hears, like, that's like the meme, like, you know, like, Mercury's in Gatorade, like, what's happening, and, you know, like, <laughs> everybody knows what that is. Um, so, a retrograde really is a period of time when the planet slows down, right? So, like, the planets are constantly moving. So, then when they slow down, when you look at the planet, it almost looks like it's moving backwards because all of the planets are still moving forward, but this particular planet has moved, started to slow down. So it looks like it's moving backwards instead of forwards, like all of the other planets. Um, and that's basically what a retrograde is. The most popular retrograde we know is Mercury retrograde. Um, Mercury is the messenger in astrology. It's the planet of like expression and communication. So when Mercury is in retrograde, it can impact the way that you communicate. That's why everyone's like, oh my God, Mercury's in Gatorade. Everything's going to hell. (laughs) And that's probably why it's the most popular because it affects communication. But a a Mercury retrograde, depending on, you know, where, where that Mercury retrograde is happening in your chart, it might not impact you because it might not be necessarily in a, in an area that's in conflict with your chart the reason why i brought up like retrogrades and houses and and the planets and things like that is because when it comes to astrology all of these things play into itself so like you were born on a specific day on a specific time and the planets looked one way but the planets are constantly moving. So where your planets were when you were born versus where they are now and like all of the different houses and aspects and all of those things play into it. So like astrology is extremely complex, but I think um, I find it interesting because I feel like it's been the most accurate to me so far when thinking about finding a greater meaning somewhere. You know, so I learned... Well, I think my, me in the audience, because I didn't know all this about you, but me in the audience learned that if we ever have questions about astrology, 
they can definitely go to you because yo you're like you sound like an expert at this point uh (laughs) that see that alone that explanation you gave i'm like oh i am so happy that you have that knowledge and that it's working for you and like i'm gonna pick your brain at one point in time i'm sure but that is way too much for me like it feels overwhelming it's uh which it's it's a lot like i i don't mm -mm. like god bless you and i think it's really cool that you're into it like that um but i i like what you said that it feels right to you because i think that that's what having faith and having a belief system is exactly what it should be it should feel right for you and like i could hear it when you talk about it you're excited and you're so knowledgeable on it um and i'm looking forward to having uh and you know a reading from you in the future just fyi girl do not i wouldn't get a reading from me trust me i mm. i know what it says on my nail chart and that's it when i tell you this is complex it's complex but i get what you're saying like most people don't even realize like all of the layers that there that there not are to astrology all. not at all like but it's funny because for me the thing that fits well there's two things that fit uh really really well with like my sense of belief and like how I think the world functions um it's similar to you but like there's not so many details I'm sure there is but and you could read about it because I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna talk about it uh it's past lives uh it's basically you know we come back and we're reincarnated in different form not not necessarily like we're trees or animals but no we're people right like we come back in different different like uh cultures different races different ethnic backgrounds different genders to have different experiences and to and we have a purpose in coming into this life right so i've i've been told many times that i'm i've been here a few times so i'm an old soul Mm. which i guess that's why i'm so boring (laughs) like i'm boring (laughs) i'm boring compared to the rest like one-on-one i'm a fun time i promise but like, if I'm, like, in a group filled with people, y'all, I'm the grandma, 100%. I'm like, is that appropriate? I'll question your every move because I don't like things that are inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> so it's believed that when you come back to Earth, you'll have, you know, a specific life purpose and lesson to learn. And if you don't learn that lesson, you'll keep on encountering situations that almost force you to figure out. So for those who are out there, like, and this happens to me a lot, like, it, it kind of feels like, why do I keep being put in this situation? It's because you haven't learned. Uh, that's what I believe. And I'm like, all right, how do I figure out this lesson? I mean, and then I bang my head against the wall trying to figure it out. But eventually it, it comes to, eventually I, I figure it out. But I, if anybody is interested in this form of, of the belief system, I guess, um, I would highly suggest reading, um, Brian Weiss's book, Many Lives, Many Masters that I read this book when I was like 19 and he, funny enough, he was a psychologist. And he started, he, he was certified in regressing people and he ended up regressing this one client who had childhood traumas. And that's what regression was in, in, like it's hypnosis basically. And he put her in a hypnotic state and then she just started talking about mad shit from like different times. And he thought that she was just making it up in her head. And the book is called Many Lives, Many Masters because out of nowhere, these quote unquote masters started speaking to him and started telling him about his life and he was he thought he was going crazy and i even as i say it i'm like yo that's that's really far-fetched and i'm still open to the possibility of this man being a full-blown liar but for now my faith is my my belief is like oh okay i think he's telling the truth and i think there's something to it and i'm i have had i actually went to a workshop that he he held before the pandemic in 2019 and it was an interesting experience. Um, he does a lot of exercises with the group. 
he's super peaceful and he puts you into like a meditative state. And he always talks about like how we all have the option to access these memories and access this part of ourselves, like a higher self, which I, I really do believe um, is true. I, I think that a lot. And and for me, that's like accessing your emotions, where you're at, right? Like how they make you feel. So I, I think that just whether it's past lives or whether it's uh, having like a psychic ability, like I think a lot of us ignore that part of ourselves because we don't want to deal with the work that comes along with it. But um, I, I'm afraid to say like that maybe, I don't know, that I've had past life experiences or, you know, it could be like in a dream format or it can be something very lucid. It can be like a, a deja vu, a memory. And I don't know, I guess I find this beautiful. Um, I do think that there's something very beautiful to coming back and fixing your your wrongs and having the opportunity to to be better. Because, I mean, that's my narrative, if you really think about it. I'm all about, like, so what are you going to choose to do? How are you going to be better? And it does, it really plays into that. So, but it, but it does not play into it as much as uh, psychology does, which is probably the thing I lean into the most. Um, I really, I always say that psychology is my religion. It's a, a way of life. I 100% put my faith in it. Do I question it? Yeah, because you have to. Because uh, Freud was a little weird. So if I, if no one questioned him, how would we have gotten to this point, right? Like, I do believe in, yeah, I do believe in, like, people evolving, generations evolving, culture evolving. There has to be a need. There has to be a model that fits the need at the current moment. I don't believe there's, like, a one-size-fits-all. But I actually think that that's why I put my faith in psychology, because it, it leaves room for human error, because it's inevitable, right? Uh I use it to get closer to people and understand them more. I believe in its structures and its rules, right? Um, and I believe it can, and I and I really do believe that everything um, can be directly linked to psychological theory or how the brain works, right? And speaking on how the brain works, like I think that science is also a faith, you know, for those people who claim to have no faith in religion. Like if you believe in science, you put your you put your trust in that. So technically, you're practicing like a pseudo kind of form of religion, in my opinion. Sorry to burst any bubbles out there. Uh, and, and, you know, science at one point used to be, quote unquote, magical. So maybe there is this like method to the world that we're all trying to figure out, whether it's like the religion or alternative faith or astrology like Crystal or past lives like me. Um, and we just haven't figured it out yet just because it's not a fact Yet in science, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not real or it's not going to be discovered. So for me, it's like it's all in, it's all one in the same, right? Like science, uh, religion, going back to all these different kinds of ways of practicing faith and you're and having a belief in something and finding purpose. It's you know if you really think about it, what we haven't figured out, we are looking to to understand so we can find a way to make sense of it intuitively, right? It may not be a fact. But maybe this is just our path in figuring out exactly what it is and, you know, like making it a fact, right? So I maybe we're onto something. So I, I actually that's another reason why I never really bash or dismiss anybody else's form of practicing or finding purpose because I am no one to say that I have it right and they don't, right? Like I actually think that the way we function and the way we look for purpose is quite beautiful and it's so human if you really think about it. And I, I would never take that away from anybody. Yeah, I think that summarized it beautifully about like trying to find guidance and purpose um, and 
also just making space for everything else that's going on in the world um, to also influence uh, your belief system and how you navigate this world. Uh, So that was our episode, everyone. Thank you for listening in. We would love to hear more about your religion, spirituality. Uh, Did you also have a tarot card reading that went left? We would love to know. Uh, Definitely hit us up and follow us on Instagram at NeverToldUsPod, or you can email us at NeverToldUsPod at gmail.com. And don't forget to come back next week so we can tell you what they never told us.